Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. I have Carrie Cassidy with me today. I uh, always enjoy having you on, Kerry. Uh, you're absolutely phenomenal with your research. Uh, you've been doing it for decades now. It seems like we're close to that time of revealing that we've all been anticipating. Uh, but first, before we get started, how are you doing and what what have you been up to? Uh, well, staying up all night doing research uh, right now and catching up with all the news out there. I was also on the road for the last week, uh, kind of... Um, uh, looking at, at various places and checking right. out. And I was even in the Trump Hotel for one night. <laughs> it was just kind nice. of It's uh, like the second time I've been there, which is a wonderful place. And mm -hmm. um, my dog liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so what else? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I've been doing a lot of shows, mm. lots of topics happening, lots of um, intel, good, bad, and the ugly, right? Yeah. Uh, trying to connect the dots, help people connect the dots as, as I've always been doing. And, uh, I'm excited right now because of this aggressive, uh, whistleblower who's come mm -hmm. forward from a fairly high level within the community and, you know, the intelligence community and air force and, uh, his background and so on. And the people, you know, they're interviewing him are, are also high level people. So we're not getting a lot of BS. Um, in theory, and I know everything he's talking about pretty much. I'm probably more, a lot more. Um, and I understand that he's been talking about a lot more behind the scenes as well with, with uh, revealing that to, to uh, Congress. And, and we're, we're in a special place right now because they're actually, I don't know, are you keeping up with all this? Because, you know, I don't want to necessarily say anything. I'm not assuming that you don't know because I think you do know. Yeah, I, I see the Stephen Greer, you know, he's uh, he has a, like a, an event that's going to uh, kick off here pretty soon in, in D.C. Yeah. So uh, but I just saw a show that he had. He's been on another uh, a Navy SEAL that I follow as well. Uh, Sean, Sean um, Ryan show. Uh, so he's speaking on there. You know, I'm, I'm like you. I, I listen to a lot of stuff. I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know about that, Stephen. But uh, <laughs> so who are you working for here? But. Uh, you know, we, we, we get information. There's always some kind of leak from everybody. So uh, I just put it in the back of my mind and go, okay, we'll see. Right. And, you know, I know, you know, you're, you're psychic intuitive with remote viewing background. So you have a special ability, um, SUI, and many people out there, if they want to have it, they can have it. Um, yeah. And, and just look at things in more of a multidimensional way. Um, so that you don't get so locked into certain areas that they want you to go down with and ignore the other ones. So, but um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's nice right now because what they're doing in theory is creating an act that will protect whistleblowers to come forward, um, actually not to the public necessarily, but without reprisals from their higher ups. And that's what this guy uh, basically wanted and, and I think has had back him up. So 
that idea that they would actually try to protect these people as opposed to kill them or fire them, you know, this is uh, this is very important. Now, whether they put, you know, sort of muscle behind their their proposals and whether this takes has legs, as they call it in the media business, right, and continues on from here, which we are told we're going to get more disclosures this week from the same guy. Like Leslie, Leslie Keene, I guess, I don't know if you know her. I haven't met her personally, but I know of her. And uh, and this other guy, his name, I'm blanking on his name. They're the ones that wrote the original article, and I sent you guys the link to the original article. So that was what, in theory, sparked a whole bunch of videos right now um, and news broadcasts, uh, more and more, including Fox News. Um, people are jumping on the bandwagon right now to to, to release this information in ver- with varying degrees of authenticity and you know accurate accuracy because um, as you know it's really funny because you know UAP that is the new word for UFO which is just actually stupid because and so it's um, what do they call it. Um, I don't know if it's called unidentified aerial phenomena. I think that's what those stand for. Right, yep. Casters are getting it wrong. So they're calling it unidentified. You know, they're making up some middle word. And, and this has happened a lot, you know, because yeah. we use initials all the time. Now, of course, nobody makes a mistake on UFO. It's all the same thing. You know, unidentified flying object, you know, whatever, who cares? But, you know, so they want to call it by a different name to take away a lot of the stigma of the fact they've been hiding this information going back, you know, since the 1930s, basically. So, yeah, don't mean to be rattling on here, but just saying that it's nice to see the stuff coming forward a little bit more with a little bit more teeth. Yeah. Of course, be leading to Project Bluebeam, as you know, and we can talk about all that. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, it looks like, you know, Congress is going to get it. I think they want to make it uh, more public, too, uh, so the public actually has access to it. Uh, and that's that's really where it needs to go. Uh, the public needs to see that this is real, the, the advanced technologies. We could have zero-point energy right now. They've had it for a long time. So there's now we're starting to see the bigger picture. You know, we, we all talk about the cabal and this separate group and all this kind of stuff. Well, there literally is a separate government that controls everything, controls the energy uh, that we should have for free at this point, but they're making money on the other side of this, so they're keeping it uh, suppressed. Uh, these advanced technologies, as far as like aerial craft, uh, the the way we could be moving around, Boeing uh, was part of some of this uh, advanced technologies. They can't put it in their aircraft, you know, so that United, you know, now has, like you just experienced, uh, I heard your show with uh, Nicholas Vinyamin, where we have these outdated aircraft. It's ridiculous. We could we could be flying around in these like you know peanut craft and like you know zipping around and and in no time. But still, we're in this these antiquated aircraft that are falling apart with, unfortunately, vaccinated uh, pilots that are you know dying suddenly while they're in probably on the ground like maybe happened with you uh, just recently and they kept it quiet. Well, yeah, you know, the, the, I can talk about that in more detail, but I'm not sure it's, it's really it's as important as some of this other stuff. I know, yeah, this this is the thing. I, I, do, so. 
do want to say this much. Uh, there was no indication. Now, maybe they did it surreptitiously. You have to wonder how does an airline, like let's say, because the, the pilot in real time came on the, on the air when all this happened and he slammed on the brakes on the runway. And, you know, we all like went for, I mean, it was, it was pretty, no, you know, it wasn't just subtle. It was very noticeable. Wow. And then when they rolled out a, a fire truck, but they didn't even bring it close to us. They brought, they left it on the other side of the runway with a fence between us. So they had no intention of doing anything with it. Apparently um, the story was that there was another pilot that saw fire on our engines, but our pilot told us he had no instrumentation that indicated that. However, he'd gotten a call from another pilot. Now, this is what's interesting to me and what I, you know, I'm investigating, uh, you know, conspiracies. Mm -hmm. And I, as far as I'm concerned, conspiracies are everywhere. It's, it's oh, yeah. more people plotting uh, to take down or to do you know, something nefarious. So how often does that happen on planet Earth? every day so there's tons of conspiracies everywhere so but i would say it's possible they made up the story about the fire because the control tower did not report the fire in the plane which you would think they would be the first ones to notice something right now mm -hmm. not another pilot it's a very yeah. unusual situation and so what happens is i think what there was was sabotage of the plane that this other pilot had gotten word about and was warning that pilot. That's why he didn't take any time and slammed on the brakes and why we sat on the runway. If our engines were on fire, you would have moved the people off right away. They didn't. We just sat there. Okay. Yeah. So in theory, left in danger, um, if that were a true story, but I think it's not. I think that uh, they were going to sabotage our plane. The plane was supposed to crash after it took off and all that kind of thing. Sure. And I, you know, I think either they were going after me or they were going after someone else on the plane that I don't know if they were, right? Some techie, who knows what, or maybe a high level military person. We don't know what the target would have been. Mm. But I'm suggesting this is just my conjecture based on invest. I did some investigation on the site, mm. uh, talked to some people, found out that the pilot refused to fly the plane. Even after they came back to the thing, he refused to fly at all. He left. And uh, there was also, they had to go hire other pilots. They told us this. It's kind of funny that we got so much information. But they brought in completely new pilots that were obviously probably on their day off or not working at all or, you know, re-upped or whatever it was. And and then it took five hours for them to supposedly give us a new plane. It wasn't new, it was super old, but another plane, right? So I'm just saying how we don't know, we didn't, we don't have any evidence of an ambulance or a body or any of that stuff, right, being taken away. So we don't, it could have been a died suddenly of his co-pilot. We don't know that, but they, you know, if they hit it very well. So mm -hmm. no announcement, nothing in the newspapers, nothing. Okay. Which is pretty bizarre considering yeah. what we went through. So, uh, yeah, that was that story. So yeah, and that's that's interesting because I've you know we're both intuitives. I, I've I've been intuitive. I've been kind of warning people that I see something going to happen with the the airline business. They're going they, they get they always attack the airline business. You know they they did that with nine eleven and uh, and on and on and on. Of course, you know that was CGI a lot of that. But um, 
when I, after I said that, and that was a couple of months ago, there was a uh, plane on the runway getting ready to take off in Sarasota, Florida here, uh, near where I'm at. Uh, another plane was coming down and it waved off last moment. So the, the, the tower was guiding them into each other, the tower. And of course the, uh, the pilot coming in was like, there's a plane on the runway. So he pulled, he pulled off at the last, uh, a uh, few seconds. It's uh, it's very sketchy out there. Yeah, and I had um, a, a back channel, high level source on this that said he had he knew lots of United pilots. He said they're very well trained and that we were extremely lucky that this pilot had the guts to slam on the brakes because you know you never want to do something like that, right? Yeah, you just yeah. get a lot of notice and there's going to be inquiry and the whole thing. And I'm sure that was happening behind the scenes as well. And so um, he said that he did that. He made an executive decision based on whatever information he had to just stop. So, um, so that maybe a military guy. So that that'd be good because those guys are extremely well trained. Then uh, they told us he was spooked and would not fly that day. Yeah, just maybe he. That was a code. <laughs> that was a code where they all have amongst each other. If yeah. they they know something's up, they like you know pass that along. So you you don't know. That's that's something that might be out there. Now, what, what do you think about this plane just recently that flew close to the White House? Uh, the pilot was slumped over and eventually crashed, uh, and it supposedly had a, a woman and her daughter on board. I mean, that's that's so strange. If, if I was on board, you or anyone else, I think, they were on board uh, a plane, a little Cessna, whatever like that, and the pilot slumped over, I'd do whatever I could to fly that thing. <laughs> now, I, w- I wouldn't just let it crash. So it sounds like maybe uh, some kind of took everybody else control of planes. You you know, honestly, yeah, control. So um, there's reason to believe that it was actually, um, I think, what I would call escorted down, right? So it was made to crash, and there was a reason for that. Now I don't know what. Of course, we don't know the real details. I think it's works. I really do. I think. There was something a lot more going on with that story, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps uh, you know, maybe it was just a crazy person. But there was a lot more to the story. That's my intuitive take. It yeah, not get any real story at all. And- yeah, and one of the stories they're circulating is that uh, that woman's family were are big donors for Trump. Of course, they're big donors for DeSantis as well. But they they headlined Trump donor so. Maybe that's what they're trying to like relay out there. Don't be a Trump donor. You know, it's just all kind of conspiracy. You can go all down all kind of rabbit holes with that. But then on top of that, we have um, uh, this fire that's going on up in uh, Quebec. Uh, it's I just saw a video where this guy dressed in a uniform, looked like he was a military guy, uh, maybe a retired guy, probably that was calling on uh, everyone in Canada, basically rise up against the government. I was like, whoa. Uh, and because they're trying to burn out the indigenous and that in uh, September, they're going to like man mandate vaccinations and masking. So who knows what that's all about? Uh, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of disinformation and maybe they're trying to, to feed information in as well. OK, well, let me say that I had a show that I was supposed to be doing um, with John claude hosting it. I don't know. Yeah. And um, uh, and and Jim Willie. So the three of us were going to be doing the show, and that was yesterday. Yesterday's, you know, it's hard to keep track, but that would be a good one. 
And they had to shut that show down because all, actually all three of us had internet issues. But aside from that, apparently Jean-Claude, who lives up near there, um, oh, yeah. they were having um, sort of warnings, storm warnings and all kind of crazy stuff. Hmm. Basically, you're talking about a weather war going up there. However, um, I will also say, and again, this, you know, you get stuff, right? When you, you're you sort of open to it, you get stuff. So what I'm getting from that is that what we're really talking about may be something a little bit more like Paradise, California, mm. in which a portal had opened and the military had to close it. And what they do is they put fires around to keep people away. So it might not be what it appears to be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That they could have had something going on like that up there. And that is an ongoing issue. So, and people always jump to the most obvious answer, but it's, it's not really like that. So we are, I mean, look, this brings us back to the topic at hand, which is again, um, there's this Grush uh, individual, David Grush, who came forward, very high level, right? However, has somehow stepped down from his high level position he was even in, in charge of briefing presidents. So we're not talking about somebody who who couldn't handle stuff, right? And he was part of a task force, from what I understand, to investigate unacknowledged special access programs, which are part of the what we call black projects in our slang and the secret space program. And I've been reporting on these projects for the past 18 years, okay? Through with my whistleblowers, okay? So we're talking about a body of knowledge that is substantial. From what I understand, if you read Leslie King's article, you can see that he has been actually reporting on this to a secret group involving uh, defense, uh, the DNA, DNI, and um, with other, you know, official person, and that he's been doing this also behind the scenes since. 2022 so we're not getting this like fresh all right he has been actually reporting all of this and and this is where they cleanse it you know it's, it's perfectly cleansed and orchestrated and could he look any more clean cut <laughs> i mean he's a sweet guy clearly a sweet guy um very knowledgeable has has been in very high level positions as well as his actual title um that he works for the NRO and I've got, I don't know, you know, if you saw my article with I, I put the octopus, you know, the NRO is, is, has this octopus taking over earth. Have you seen that? I'm sure you have. Yeah. Right. So, um, just telling people if you want to go to my website, projectcamelotport.com, you'll see it. It's the first article and I've got the emblems of various things, space source and so on. And, um, and, and I have to say that, there, these, this information that he's bringing forward has been brought forward by my website, my web whistleblowers, going back 18 years. And, yeah. and people that I got testimony from back in the day, mm -hmm. testimony, like two-hour video testimony, not just yeah. um, Such as Clifford Stone, you may know or remember who he is. Uh, because he was uh, what we call an, uh, an ET communicator. And what his job was, was to go on crash retrievals uh, as a person who will communicate with any living beings 
that that came down with the crash. Okay, so that's that's how what his job was, and um, eventually they did clear. They killed. Um, trying to think, I think it was his his son. They killed his son, I believe, and they killed Bob Dean's daughter. I mean, this is what they do. You know, they um, they try to keep the art a handle on these people and keep them from talking. And if they do talk, then they do payback, right? This is how it works. You know that story. And uh, so obviously this individual has come forward. He's got a lot, you know, the ducks are set up in a row in such a way that the Intel community is fully involved in all of this. I can tell that. Okay. Leslie Keene, she is a reporter, investigative reporter, written some books on the subject, but I can tell you she she doesn't color outside the lines like I do, like my whistleblowers do, like Captain Mark Richards, you know, where we really tell the real story, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so that she has a, a basically been, uh, you might say, sponsored. This is a sponsored journalist who is well within the controls of the CIA and so on, as far as I'm concerned. So, mm-hmm. you know, and People may take issue with that. Um, as is Stephen Greer, if you want to get back to him. Uh, you know, he's been working with the CIA forever. Right. It's not he's not the key um person that he likes to think he is in the story, but whatever. Um, so I just want to say that we in the ufology community, going way back to, like I said, in my case, it's 18 years. If you go to Bill Cooper, we're talking, you know, and and Phil Schneider. And the other, you know, the people that came before me that were top whistleblowers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they were much older than me. Most of them passed on by now. You know, they have been disclosing all of this about crash retrievals and, you know, the visitors and our secret space program. And so this is um, this is at least the beginning for the, you know, the newbies, if you will. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So you you've been laying this foundation, and uh, you you basically helped me wake up to all this on a deeper level. Uh, many I've been following you for many many for a long long time, probably around the time frame when you first came out. So it's uh it's been it's been exciting. You have had unbelievable. I mean, it's just like mind blowing. I I I would rather listen to you than uh, like coast to coast, you know, it was much, much more believable. You had real, you had your guests come on, you could see their face, uh, and you knew that they were telling the truth. So what do you think is the biggest thing that's going to come out? The, the first things, uh, that will really be revealed. Do you have any idea? Well, I, I, I watched, um, you know, staying up all night, really watching everything last night. So the one thing that really struck me about the footage I was watching and I do want to give credit to, um, and I don't know if I can say his name right, but this reporter whose name is something like Ross Cuthbart, not sure I'm saying his name right. Um, he seems to be Australian, and he is um, also a prime investigator into the story. Um, so there's two things that really have stuck out to me. One is Leslie Key saying, Oh, we never spoke about bodies. We only talk about the craft. And I thought that was really funny. They only, uh, you know, got testimony from this rush guy about the craft. In other words, the CIA does not allow you to talk about bodies. So she hopes someday they'll talk about bodies. But right now, 
the craft are just flying themselves, I suppose. And uh, the other thing that really struck out, struck me was, um, again, this reporter investigator, um, Ross Cuthbert, um, who did interview the young man, um, you know, Rush. Not sure how you say his name, Rush, but looks something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the one sitting in the chair opposite Grush, if you've seen that footage, right? Um, and this uh, news channel, who, which I wasn't even aware of it before, but it's called um, Something News. I have all of this on my website, so I can pull it up if you want to look at it. But what I'm saying is that they were basically talking about this. This guy is very gutsy. I have to give him credit. Um, this guy, Ross or Russ. I think he's um, because he is, uh, yeah, so the far left at the top, and you see the article with the triangles on. No, um, see it right there. There's, um, I've got a picture of the witness. I've got it's, it's click here, it's right there, the far left. <laughs> this one, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so, so this is the article. Now, the interviewer who's in all of the videos, most of them that you see, who's actually talking on camera to this guy, right? He is named Rush, or I'm sorry, Ross Cuthbart. What his main thing was in his longer interview, when there's, see see that right there, stop, um, see where it says need to know, that is actually part of a longer video that he did with this other guy whose um, name, I'm not sure, remember it? But he, I know this other guy from a long time, is a long time whistleblower behind the scenes, by the way. Um, I had his name in front of me. He's got an interesting last name. Anyway, um, just saying the two of them are talking, and especially uh, with Ross guy, about payback because the government has been lying to the people for 70, 80, 90 years, okay? Right. And that's the that's the long version, I believe, uh, video and highly recommended. Okay, so um, it's all about the testimony that this reporter got from from him, and he said they talked for many more hours than what was being reflected in the news reports right now. So the information, they say, more information is coming out in the next week or so. I'm sure they have to cleanse it, right? But uh, bottom line. They, they go into the payback. I mean, I can't believe that this guy, he's the one facing our witness there in the picture um, on News Nation. He is basically raking over the coals, if you will. The, the government secrecy and the fact that this has been going on for, I think he says 70 years. It's probably even more than that. And believe it or not, it does involve Take, you know, the Germans, their food fighters during World War II, bringing over the Nazi paperclip scientists, such as Werner von Braun, who are all still Nazis. The reason why our government has turned into basically a bunch of Nazis um, and the secret space program, a lot of things running that. So this is this is a big story. It's not as small. It's not small. It's not like some one UFO that was found on the ground. Okay. You know, and this is this is what I always thought was the bigger picture. Uh, it wasn't that, you know, the Nazis basically took over a government, Joe Biden, whoever is puppeting him, whatever. 
Uh, it's this is the bigger picture. So if we get our if we can wrap our minds around this, that collapses because this is the bigger story, like you're talking about, and you've been talking about it, like you said, for a long time. Right. And so have my whistleblower. I mean, to yeah. give that credit, and really, yeah. really going back, risking their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what we call a classic Camelot. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. Some of our more best whistleblowers came forward in the first four years of Project Camelot, and I've been doing this for over eighteen now. So just want to say that have to give these people credit. In some cases, like Gordon Novell, they paid with their lives. Um, arguably others as well. Um, even Pete Peterson, a recent person, uh, you know, a top witness who, who died a, a couple of years ago. I think they first killed his wives and then they killed him. Mm. Uh, they, they, they work on a long-term basis, right? So you may think you're getting away with disclosing it. And what they hate the most is one of, if one of their members discloses, right? Mm -hmm. Crosses the line, then they do payback. And the payback could come at any time in the future. So this is the case where, where, where I have a number of my whistleblowers have been killed. There's evidence to, to suggest that. Um, so there has been payback. And that's part of the reason why what David Grush is probably particularly concerned about and does says, say on the video that he's putting his life in danger. He's also putting his family's life in danger, by the way. Oh, yeah. And they love to get at you by going after your relative, you know, close to you. Um, but there, this atmosphere, I think this is totally, um, as I say, sponsored, being brought forward by the military intelligence community, especially the dark side, because this is a buildup to a kind of a war with aliens that I think that they think is going to get them off the hook, going to distract the public, while these other things are also um, in the pipeline, such as earth changes, yeah, yeah. such as uh, the upcoming election, right? And it could disrupt the election, these kinds of things. Mm. So I think that they're also looking at the banking situation. If they can't roll out their, you know, um, digital currency situation, then they're going to also be up against a wall. There's a lot of reasons for them. And I was told, by the way, by Randy Kramer, who's a Marine and who has been fighting. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Uh, fighting aliens both on Mars and the moon. Um, and he is still a Marine. He is, you know, he is a uh, commanding officer, was present in this conference that we, we did. And this is like, it's more like maybe four years ago, maybe even more. But it, it was before COVID. And uh, basically, he announced on stage that the military was fed up with the lack of knowledge out in the general public that, we, in essence, have a rogue secret space program. That's what's been called rogue. Um, all to do with underground cities, underground bases, going off-world, colonizing other planets, making deals with alien races to where they can come here and we can go there, the, all these kinds of things, and colonizing as a Satan's or Saturn and Jupiter. This is uh, the real story. Okay, now he said... What they were planning was uh, what he called the fake alien invasion in which they would, most of it would be CGI, you would watch it on your television. You would think they own the narrative, you see, they would show that they're winning battles against aliens. 
and that there would be some collateral damage and with real battles that they had to film, right? And that would involve about a hundred, I think he said a hundred thousand people would be killed during that, that time when they mm. roll out this fake, it's really a fake slash real alien invasion. And then the question became, what are the aliens they're going to use to use as holograms to deceive people? And holograms tech is very sophisticated at this point. But there's a lot of other options they also have. You know, at this point, they can actually clone various, um, you know, and, and these are bugs. A lot of them are, are like beetle bug type things and they're all kinds. But they will definitely do it in a in a scenario in which they show that they're in control and winning against the aliens. That's yeah. their scene. But I was in the audience. I was a speaker at the conference. I basically raised my hand and said, how are you going to have a fake alien invasion when the real ones are here? And he went crazy. He, he came stomping off the stage. He got in my face. I thought he was going to try to beat me up. <laughs> and uh, it was all captured on film, which never was released to the public, of course. But um, just to show you, you know, the kind of thing that is going on there. So this is real stuff. Uh, yeah. I ran that by Captain Mark Richards, the idea of it. And he actually said, and he's a way, you know, he's a military guy who worked under Bobby Ray Inman. If you know who Bobby Ray Inman is, he is considered, Bobby Ray Inman is considered possibly the, the human on Earth that knows the most about the alien intervention here on Earth. That's what I was told by Mark. Um, but he reported to him for many, many years, working for the secret space program. His father worked for the secret space program, was a very famous uh, member of the Air Force called the Dutchman, and um, also his grandfather who worked with Tesla. So he has a whole lineage that goes back uh, into the space program. And so basically when I ran this idea by him, he said he thought it was a good idea. Typical military guy, right? So, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's there's stories that uh, Werner von Braun also on his deathbed said there was going to be a fake alien invasion. Uh, you know, he's the he's the father of the rocket of the moon landing and on and on and on. So, uh, but there's all these stories that he was uh, involved with, uh, eight, uh, you know, negative alien groups. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. He was a Nazi. Yeah. Um, the whitewashing they did of a lot of these Nazi paperclip scientists, it was simply that to mislead the public as to who was, who was taking control of NASA, taking control of our entire space, you know, projects, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it back to those days, which became the secret space program, as we call it. So, yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Carol Rosen, I think she's still out there. She will swear up and down that he was a good Nazi or, or not a Nazi at all and all those times. Yeah. That's, it's not true. And there's plenty of documented evidence to that effect. He had you know, he had slaves, not, you know, um, yeah. be for him on the, you know, on the programs, on the yeah. rocket programs. The, so the V2 program, yeah. Uh, the un underground uh, facilities where they had slave labor. Yeah. 
where they were clearly being tortured and, and whatnot. Mm. So, no. And experimented on, by the way. Mm. So all of this fits together. We have not left World War II behind in any yep. way, shape, or form. And the medical tyranny that was part of the Nazi experimentation on, on humans has continued, and it's right in your face right now with the whole COVID thing. Absolutely, yeah. So we, we look at that and we think that's the big picture. We, we look at Ukraine and pretty much the Russians are, you know, kicking the Nazis asses again, but, uh, really still the bigger picture is their disclosure, the disclosure of, you know, uh, zero point energy, uh, and all these people that have come forward from Tesla and on and on and on. There's guys that had, you know, um, cigarette box size, uh, you know, zero point energy that could power a Tesla car and all kind of crazy stuff that was, that was suppressed. Those people were killed, uh, you know, suicided or, uh, just, they just flat out just killed them in front of everybody and, and then stole all their stuff. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if you followed our, our interviews with Brian O'Leary. He was a astronaut that was slated to go to uh, Mars, as a matter of fact. And I think just back in the 1960s or 70s. And um, I interviewed him. And he, he actually left this country, went into hiding, sort of, in at Villa Cabamba, where he, he I went, actually, was in a conference at his house uh, mm. before he died. But they gave him a fast-acting cancer, and he, was di he died in less than a year. Um, he had, they also had attempted temp many attempts on his life. Um, I actually know a person that he accuses in the United States, um, sort of, a, I guess, a high-level intel guy who mm -hmm. was accused of um, trying to kill him, as far as he was concerned. Yeah. In our, um, I don't ever know if you knew about our television show. It was a pilot for a TV show that was supposed to follow, be a follow-up. To the Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we we shot a pilot episode. We were supposed to go to series, uh, but um, so what happened was uh, on location, actually in Palm Springs, one of my witnesses and a lot of my Camelot witnesses are on that. You can watch this. It's on my website. It's on my you know. Uh, it's on Odyssey. It's called Shadow Off mm. or Shadow Operations, whatever you want to say. So. Um, and it's it's me and my former partner, original partner in Cam Camelot and Bill Ryan, who they gave a lot of my lines to because they didn't want a woman to shine brighter on the show than a man. They wanted a man to be the big thing. So that was very interesting. Anyway, so I see you can see me standing there kind of like saying nothing, which never happens, <laughs> as you may know. And so uh, uh, whatever. So back in that day, Gordon Novell called me up during the shoot in Palm Springs at night after that day of shooting and said, you know, kind of laughing, I know you always think I'm part of the CIA. Well, we're right. And my, you know, handler or whatever we want to call him wants to talk to your producer. So I connected them. They had a conversation. Our producer was a young guy. He basically was told, if you let us control your show, you will go to series. If you don't, we'll see what happens or whatever. And so they basically, he said no. So he was fired. 
And then they 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 fired the um, director as well. They reshot and reconfabulated our some of the footage. They put it in a can. They never broadcast it until like two years later when suddenly they decide to put it on um, on um, that channel, which is called um, the True Share. Oh God, it's been so long ago. Um, anyway, so it's a well-known network back in the day, and. Um, and so we got notified by our fans out there that this was happening and it was coming out. And so we, we actually made a copy of it. So that's why we have a copy. And um, then it once went back on the shelf and it's never been seen since other than here on the internet. So this is the kind of thing they do. The CIA basically tries to take over any production out there that has to do with you know, anything, any subject really that they want control over and certainly aliens and UFOs as well. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I remember that one time that, uh, you bill and, um, uh, who was it? Uh, you guys had a lot of shows with him. Uh, he's, but I can't, I just can't think of his name right now, but you guys came out and you were talking about how, um, Obama was gonna, was gonna come out. Uh, and and disclose uh, the secret space program, but it never never really transpired. What whatever happened to that? I don't think we did that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. So um, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So I'm not sure how that came about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's basically, we were told, and this is all through Camelot, right? And mm -hmm. Bill. I was only part of Camelot for the first three years, actually less than three years because we had a breakup during the first two. But anyway, so since then, you know, I, um, I don't know when the, that information came out about Obama. I don't even know that he was in office back when Bill was part of my, you know, part of Camelot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'd have to go back to the years and figure it out. We started in around 2005. I started it on my own with Kim Porter. Um, so we've been going since then. Um, but at any rate, uh, disclosure, you know, I know David Wilcock yet would keep saying. That's who I was thinking about, David Wilcock. So, yeah, so that was his thing, not ours. Okay, okay. And, and I have to say That's that right. he also got heads up over and over again from our whistleblowers saying, no way, they're not going to disclose. In fact, even yeah. now, um, Captain Mark Richards is thinking they're not going to disclose the real truth until he thinks um, 2030. So, ah. yeah, I guess crazy, but this is what, you know, this is what they say behind the scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, I this latest movement, see, I think they have to jumpstart that story because they need a distraction right now for the public and to explain some of the things that they're about to try to do, you know, just to circumvent everything. And the NATO is, is like a farce. The United States, it, you know, is not part of NATO. Any attacks on the United States is not because of NATO. It's because, you know, they're trying to attack NATO. It's it's a whole uh, facade going on, as you may know that, right? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah so, so when they say Putin is our enemy, He's not really our enemy. He's actually taking down the, the bio labs in yep. with the white hats, uh, from what I understand, underground in, in Ukraine. 
And a lot of those bio labs, by the way, were all about uh, sort of reverse engineering the human genome. Ah, good. I was going to ask you about that because I remote viewed that and I saw they were doing um, uh, lots of uh, bio cloning, all kind of crazy stuff uh, in some of those labs. Well, because that the Slavic race is said to have uh, some special genes in their genome uh, that I think promotes uh, longevity for one thing and mm. other things where they are more resistant to the to the takeover of the body by the spike protein package linked with nanographing oxide. So mm. they're using that race, I think, for their experimentation to see, you know, if they can change or augment or do whatever. And by the way, once they went into Ukraine with the warlike situation and the biolabs had been doing their experimentation on these people, what that war situation has done is to create an exodus of all of their experimental victims, if you will, into the UK, who's opened its doors wide open, given them money, given them hotel rooms to stay in indefinitely, and, and basically welcome, welcome that. Why would they do that? Because this is all about population sort of regeneration in various areas. And of course, the UK has an aging or used to have an aging white Anglo-Saxon population. So they, they based over the years, they have been steadily replacing that white Anglo-Saxon Illuminati as well um, population. There still has a small, you know, group there living in, you know, plant, you know, very large um, landowners and all that um, estates around the UK. But um you know, the UK is a very powerful energetic area, as you may know, right? Yeah. Yep. UK, Ireland, Scotland, right. very heavy duty uh, energies there. Mm -hmm. So uh, they don't want to let go of it. But at the same time, they have apparently decided a lot of these Illuminati to abandon it. So mm. they don't live there anymore, a lot of them. Interesting. Um, some, there's still sort of a, a small contingent that's there that maintains the house of lords yeah well it seems like they're hell-bent on uh destroying america too where where are they all going <laughs> good question you know yeah. uh well one thing that came out was alex jones announcement very recently saying that zuckerberg and a bunch of billionaires have now invaded um Kauai, and i was just there Kauai, and you know and there's a large a military base there Mm -hmm. But they have just invaded it. They're uh, they've bought lots of land. They're digging underground bases and and yeah. create their, their whole safe haven over there. So and and that place I don't know if we've been to Kauai, but it is basically Jurassic Park. Mm. It is full of incredibly rich foliage and and birds and and you know wildlife and it, it's an amazing place. You know mm. it's, it's really. Yep. A very healing place as well. Uh, so, of, of all the Hawaiian islands, I think it's the most in that regard. Interesting. Yeah. So, the, the The last time I did a, a YouTube show uh, because they haven't been able to do it once since, uh, and they took down they took down my last channel. And every time I try to do anything, they just instantly uh, take it down. Was where I had I've had d disclosure to me that uh, the 
the, their sub bases under the big island and probably the other islands as well. And then I remote viewed some of that and I was like, yeah, there's sub bases under the big island. And I went off and kind of like disclosed a lot of stuff. And then the whole channel goes down and that was the last time. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of cover up going on there. There is. And, uh, you know, I've dreams of the future. I'm something of a precog and my dreams do come true, which is quite amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, for example, before the 2020 election, and I mean, before in April of 2020, I had a special dream that told me that Trump was going to run for 2024. When I told people about that, no one wanted to hear it because they thought he was going to win in 2020. So that means that he probably wouldn't win in 2020. And so now we have the proof of my dream from Richard. So they do. Very good. Very good. I I said 16, he was going to win way before, way before everybody said he was. And yeah, so uh, I thought. I thought that he was going to win in 20. I still believe he did. I, of course he did. But I didn't think they would remove him. I was like, there's no way the military will remove him. And I said that. I was like, I'm saying I, the military would not let. And, of course, he's, I think, controlling the military. So he wasn't removed by the military. Uh, he was just basically uh, brought in. He was re-upped, basically. Yeah. Repositioned, yeah. Um, in, in March of 2021. Um, but at any rate, my dream has said that we are, this is going to continue, but we are going to be fighting the aliens. And by the way, Camelot was told many, many years ago that the war with China and sort of Russia, and Russia is going to change sides, supposedly, according to the Hennock prophecies, the Billy Meyer Hennock prophecies, and join the U.S. against China, but whatever. The point being is that the war with China is really a place to, to trot out all our advanced weaponry, our, you know, on these of androids, et cetera, to test them for the real war that will be with the alien races, the negative alien races, mm-hmm. many of whom have now invaded our, our, our lands and are taking control of the earth. So this is what's in the future, but my dream Basically, and this is, ah, God, I'm trying to remember how many years ago. This is quite a few years ago, like five or 10 years ago, maybe more. And I saw that in the future, we were going to be uh, bombing underground in Hawaii. So I don't think it was Kauai. I think it's Hawaii. Yeah. There's a a very large gray undersea base. I agree with you. The big island. That's why I was taken down. Yeah. That's good. They don't want that divulged. Good. That dream is going to happen now. I've had other dreams that at the time that I dreamt them, I thought, that's insane. That's not going to happen. All right. You know, and then we go a long time and time and time. And now I actually have had a major dream of the Chinese invading. And what are they doing? Invading, coming in through the southern border. And the information that came to me was they let them in. And so, um, you know, I pay attention to my dreams very closely now. Yeah. And I remember you guys had, and I, I remember watching this, you and Bill <clears throat> did a show with a guy that had been into an Illuminati meeting in the UK a long time ago. And he disclosed about COVID and all the stuff that came, like that was coming. Yes. It was yeah. way back and everybody's like, ah, that's, that's, that's bullshit. You know, like, and then it came out just like he said. Yes. Wow. It's actually passed on, mm. but he said the Chinese are going to catch a cold, is how he put it. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. I weren't sure what that meant, right? Yeah. But it sounded like some kind of virus, and uh, and there's a very very clever way of putting it. He actually was in touch with aliens that are working with the UK government and the military. So sure. that's part of the reason he got led into that meeting. They thought he was one of them, and he wasn't. He was an artist, um, a painter, I believe, and uh, and and wonderful man. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so. You know, we have all these these negative ETs and so forth that we've been talking about for a long time. What do you see with the positive ETs? Are, are, are they basically allowing us to learn our lessons and not getting too involved and not kind of like a little child who has to learn how to walk type thing? What, what do you see with the positive ETs? Yes. And, you know, you could say that the White Hats have taken their playbook from the positive ET model. That is something like that as well. Just to be hands off and to allow the mistakes to be made so that the individual learns, um, like for a child. However, there are mitigating circumstances to that because there are opportunities made. It has to do with uh, sort of the structure of the universe and the laws of the universe. That if the dark side takes an action, the uh, light side aliens can actually more so inter through uh, influence intervene through influence with the, their contactees and so on to do a counter offensive, so to speak. So there's an opportunity that is created when the dark side takes an action. So that's, that's kind of the story of, of how things are laying out. So as far as the light side aliens, now this, a lot of people don't realize that we're not talking about the galactic federation that are heavily infiltrated uh, with negative. So what we're talking about are the, the what are called the guardian races that are trying to safeguard this seeding of humanity. And um, Ashiana Dean talks about this in her Voyager books, two very important books that are actually on the front page of my website if you want to read them. And there are now e-books. Uh, and basically the story goes that you know, uh, this group of aliens are trying to protect us again through this method we're talking about. And um, so, so again, using these opportunities that are created by the dark side. Wow. Mm. And that seems to be the way we're, we're moving right now. Now, right. Uh, I, I wanted to say, sorry, um, I just ahead. want to finish one thought there because um, I neglected to say that, there are alien races out there that say they're going to come in and I don't know if I should name her name, but there's a certain person out there has news broadcast and quite a bit of, you know, about I've had back channel discussions with her, their philosophy. Okay. That they can come in and fix everything for humans. That is a negative race. Okay. That is a negative dark side race. So anytime um, a so-called alien race, comes to you and says, you know, we're going to get rid of that president, we're going to get this one in, we're going to do this and that and the other. And yeah, that gets into um, a very famous short story by Arthur C. Clarke called Childhood's End, which describes what would happen if an alien race were to come in benevolent, you know, it's kind of like the bean movies, you know, those movies, and say they're going to take control there's not going to be any wars anymore on Earth. 
and they're going to make sure everything is right. They are basically controllers. They're going to take over and they're also going to take away this creativity impulse that we have that is actually our motivating factor. And so when you do that to a race of people, you're actually, um, you know, putting them, making them defenseless. And that's what that story is all about and highly recommend that you read it if you haven't. Uh, so, and Arthur C. Clarke, uh, there was, there's a lot of evidence that he was read into uh, the secret space program and a number of things. Like lots of high level sci-fi authors have been over time, by the way. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, trying to disclose, you know, to kind of like what we saw with uh, Star Trek and Star Wars and all that. So it's just basically uh, just preparing everybody for, you know, what's coming. Kind of like the, uh, the, the other government does where they come in and, and try and MK mind control us with, with uh, negative information that doesn't really serve us. So, and that's really all you have to do is just look at whatever's being put out. Does it serve humanity? Will it serve everyone? And have these guys said stuff like this before and they lied about it? Yeah. So you just have to look who does that and you start to, you know, see who's the real uh, helpers of humanity and who, who is really trying to control and manipulate us. Right. And um, that gets into also the gray alien agenda, which has to do with their abductees. What they did is sit them in front of a quasi television of a kind in which they watched how humans are destroying the earth and tried to program them into the humans or the bad ones. We have to get rid of the humans and actually save the earth. (laughs) And that's that's actually what a lot of abductees were taught. And so they become rabid environmentalists. And this is where you get the whole global warming bullshit and so on and so forth. Yeah, exactly. And you, you look at the matrix and you're like, you see some good stuff and then you see some stuff. Maybe there's some manipulation going on there with all that. So you just have to be, um, you know, intuitive uh, and start to look at the stuff and uh, and see what's, what's going to serve you and what doesn't. Because there's always a little bit of both. So we're getting uh, a little bit right at an hour. Let's, let's, let's look at one more thing before uh, we sign off. Where do you think the financial situation goes, and is and what if is it that or something else that possibly brings in the military? What are you What are your thoughts? Just recently, I had a discussion with one of my high level sources, um, who's an expert. I have these very expert financial people. God knows mm-hmm. how they ever came to me because I'm not <laughs> anything but a financial guy person. But anyway, so. Um, what happens is they told me, because I was, there was a real concentration, and I did a show, I think it was with S.G. Anon, and mm-hmm. S.G. Anon and a number of others have been sort of focused on June, right? Here we are yeah. in June. And that June was going to be the big day and a big time when they were going to roll out their, you know, CBDC and the Central Bank Digital Currency Program that's going to monitor everything you say and do. And so on. But actually, this particular source said, nope, it's not happening yet. And that there's a lot more that has to go on behind the scenes before this kind of thing can happen. Um, And it's kind of interesting. I've got another source who's kind of saying the same thing. He's also a top financial guy. So I don't know. I'm not saying I know, but I am saying that according to at least two of my top sources, this thing is not rolling out yet. However, 
keep in mind that we have the QFS is the counter, White Hat's counter, which they have worked on. And it, I actually know someone who's worked on it. Mm. And it's more or less completed from what I understand. And it has been ready to go. Um, Charlie Ward will tell Wolf's been tested. And he's, he's a person, you know, Charlie, um, who came forward keeping saying, back this is several years ago you know any day now is coming forward no we didn't but the thing is that it really does exist they did create it but it is sort of the answer to this the the dark state klaus schwab you know central bank currency all that so um i think someone did say the digital dollar is probably coming forward that might actually happen sometime and you know, I I haven't I want I'm gonna try to have Jim Willie on my show mm. as well, so I can ask him the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a lot of insight. I like I like Jim. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah, you know, great financial minds and all of that. Mm -hmm. there's, there's little bits and pieces that I really want to drill down on, right? And he has basically been saying nonstop that the dollar is going down. It's going away. However. One thing Wano Savern said recently, which I thought was great that he said this, and I know it's to be true because I got it from another source before I heard him say that. Um, you know, it's great when my sources uh, corroborate each other when they have no idea about each other, right? Mm -hmm. So he said that um, actually the the, um, the the bricks are completely infiltrated and controlled now by the dark side Illuminati. So I know there's a lot of people out there, Aries Fairy people, that want to believe that the bricks are going to save the day and do all this, but they're controlled. They're heavily controlled, in fact. So Juan did come out and say that very recently in an interview. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really quickly, just want to say that there is, um, I have a list of Laura Richard Allen Miller, a physicist. I've interviewed him dozens of times. He is saying that in late March, early April, we are looking at possible Carrington-like event that he just got a call a week ago from our government. And he's not lying to me. I, I know this guy very well. I've been to his house. I've filmed him in person. You can go and find dozens of interviews I've done with him. He does work for Navy Intelligence. I can tell you that. He, he's open about it. And he has said that he has mathematically figured out that this event that is coming, that involves, um, he was called a week ago. He told me half a year, over a year ago that it was coming. Now he called me a week ago and said, it's definitely coming. He just got a call from the government asking them, what do they do? The core just stopped. So the core stopping is something that actually, you can go on the internet and see that they said it might've stopped back in January. Well, anyway, that's never happened, supposedly. And that that would be a preliminary to a reversal, core reversal, mm. or a shift. And uh, so now there are extenuating circumstances that even a physicist, I believe, like Richard Allen Miller, who is, by the way, also an OTO top magus. So he's a, you know, you could say the path of the dark and the light magicians, he studied it all, all right? But they all totally respect who he really is. So he is um, a very brilliant mind. And he he basically 
is looking at a situation from his point of view. I want to say that I know that they tried to do this. The dark side actually tried to jumpstart the pole shift, yeah. that narrative, uh, going back, um, you know, back to the early days of Camelot 2024 and even mm -hmm. before that. I mean, I mentioned 2004. Yep. Um, and before that, and actually in the Voyager book, Sebastian and Dean, she writes about how they were stopped from that effort and it didn't happen back then, even though it was totally deemed for this year. So here we are, fast forward to now, just coming up on 2024. This would be in 2024. They're trying it again. Now, whether or not this is a natural occurrence, you know, because they like to say that it's, you know, a natural tw every 26,000 years or something happens, um, or it's being actually propelled to happen again. Which there is some evidence of that as well, you know, a plate shift um, and so on. So uh, this kind of thing is in the offing for the earth. It may be unavoidable at some point. Uh, Richard Allen Miller did say there was a 200 year window, but he has his mother was a, an expert psychic, psychic, very well known back in the day. And he seems to inherit some of her, her qualities. He's quite an unusual guy, to say the least. Uh, and he's also- He is entertaining, no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so just want to say, you know, I just want to throw that out before we get- Yeah, that's, that's good. And uh, there, there it's, it is, you can look at it. You can go look and see uh, how the poles have actually been moving and it's actually starting to accelerate. Uh, so uh, it's just something that's happened over time. You can see it. It's in the, uh, uh, there were, there's coral- down at the uh antarctica uh they found coral down there so obviously you know the poles have shifted around you know over time so um yeah hopefully it doesn't become such a a, a massive uh shift very quickly that it uh you know has that carrington effect we don't want that so uh, maybe there's a way that we can stop it he is saying it's not extinction level so just it's... want to caveat out there mm -hmm. uh and I have had, I have had dreams uh, that we are going to have land masses rising up out of the sea. I actually saw one in my dream rising up opposite San Francisco. So no. I don't know, but it wasn't, you know, like it didn't cause uh, California to fall into the sea or anything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of us have seen some uh, tsunami action on the, uh, the West Coast. So um, hopefully that, that's not devastating as well. So, yeah. It's uh, there's interesting times coming. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with this reveal that's coming with uh, all the uh, all the ET stuff and the free uh, the zero point engineering and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, thanks a lot, Kerry. Uh, let let let's share your uh, your website one more time for everybody. Okay, it's projectcamelotportal.com. Yep, and you got a lot of stuff in there, and you have uh, memberships very very reasonable thousands of interviews with people so um yeah. and 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 both um since we were free in the early days 900 of those videos are free permanently free on my website and also on odyssey.com on rumble you get all my latest videos and some of my latest videos also get put on on odyssey.com and on my website so you know, we're talking, I was taken down off YouTube, like, um, now it's been like three years ago, I think, during the COVID mm -hmm. strikes, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, they were they were controlling the narrative quite a bit, uh, and still are, of course. But uh, I guess I guess now you can talk about the the election, but you can't talk about uh, Dominion machines or anything like that. And so, and yeah, that that's such a debacle. I mean, um, right? Yeah, I I I don't see much hope for the the save on that, um, unless and until. The white hats come forward with their blockchain technology to you know, to actually make the vote possible. I don't see paper ballots as the answer at all, because mm. I, you know, coming from tours in Egypt, I know that farmers line up, they have their little paper ballot in hand, they get paid some money, and they they change their vote to whatever they they get paid paid to do. So yeah. you know. Mm. Um, infiltration and coercion is part of the game in the United States on voting and the yeah. world. Oh yeah, that. and uh, you know, I was I was in I worked for CIA in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and I knew that it didn't matter that everybody had the little little ink on their thumb; they already had determined who was going to win. So, uh, yeah, the paper balloting is is not the way. I agree with you. So onward and upward. Brave new world. Right. Absolutely. All right, Carrie. Amazing show as as usual. Thank you very much. And I uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you again in the future. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Mm-hmm.